Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Minor League Madness here on Talk the Plank. My name's Haley Ryan and I'm going to be covering a bunch on today's episode. To begin, there were some brief roster moves in the minor leagues recently. To start, pitcher Blake Cedarland has been cut alongside outfielder Angel Basabe. Cedarland briefly touched the major league team for a stint in 2020, but after dealing with Tommy John surgery and the rehab, and not only during his rehab, did he have multiple setbacks? He wasn't able to touch the mound until earlier this month. Obviously sad to see him go. I thought he had a lot of potential, and he still does. But it's really sad to see pitchers fall at the hands of Tommy John. So after all that, he came back to low A, and he gave up nine runs in six innings this year with six walks and two hit batters, obviously not what he wanted. And definitely sad to see Tommy John come and get him. But they have released him from the roster, as well as Basabe, who was an international signing in 2017-2018 signing class. He debuted surprisingly well in the uh, Dominican Summer League. He played really, really good baseball there. However, he's only played 114 games since 2018 with the team, and he's only been hitting 226. Obviously, it is an adjustment, but he got cut with Blake Cedarland, and with all of those cuts came some big moves for the teams, right? Um, Travis Swaggerty has made his return to Indy. He missed the past five full weeks with illness, was on a rehab stint, and now he is back. He already had an RBI in Wednesday's game, which we'll get into a little bit later, but it's good to see him back. I know he's having a, a little bit of trouble trouble outside of baseball, so it's really good to see him back. And with other injury return news, the hot hitter Domingo Leyba for the Altoona Curve. He is back, and I'm very thankful that he is because, man, he was fun to watch. He was hitting 329 before the injury, and then I'm sure not only me, but the Curve is also glad to have him back as their bats have been just picking up. And we, again, will get more into that in the recaps. But a name that hasn't been quite mentioned in a while uh, cer- certainly deserves the 
acknowledgement at least. It's Shailen Polanco. Now, he perhaps was one of the biggest bonus signings in the franchise history. You know, there there does come a lot of pressure with having that kind of label or any kind of label next to your, you know, your kind of name. You see, oh, highest bonus signing, you know, something like that, right? Now, he sort of cracked, definitely, under the pressure quite a bit. But he only hit 186 in the first month of April. Now it is at the end of May. And where do we check in on this now? At the end of May right now, he hasn't totally, completely wiped away his struggles he still is struggling with strikeouts and whatnot, but he certainly looks way, way better. I mean, I said strikeouts, but rather I retract that statement. He has his strikeout, strikeouts down in comparison from April to the end of May. He looks to be in the right track. Um, it's definitely baby steps, and it's definitely a, an adjustment. And that's what I think a lot of people fail to realize with these young kids when you go from playing high school ball or, like, ball in the Dominican Republic growing up or in college, there's much there's a much different vibe because you know what you're playing for. And it's really – it is a hard adjustment. I know a lot of people put pressure on Adley Rutschman for the Baltimore Orioles. And, yes, obviously Adley Rutschman is doing really, really good, which I'm excited. But that's not always the case, and a lot of people think – that they're just going to be the most perfect, talented, you know, no mistakes, nothing. And I think that's what everyone expected with Polanco being one of the biggest bonus signings. But he looks really like he's obviously not hitting as fantastic as he wants to be, but he looks like he is in a slow baby step forward. So I like what I'm seeing. He just hit his sixth homer of the season. And like I said, just looks overall to be in the right track. But now just kind of a roster move and a kind of overall look. Uh, it's time for the recap. I'm going to be filling you guys in on the last game that played for each team. And we will start with Indianapolis. To begin, Indianapolis is coming off a 13-1 win over Toledo on Wednesday. Now, Carmen Malajinski got the win, making him now 2-2 two two on the season. And he's got a 3.32 ERA, which is pretty exciting to see from one of the top pitching um, prospects for the Pirates. And Bergner got the loss for Toledo, making him now 1-2 with an 8.74 ERA. The Indians scored 5 in the second inning and held a 5 to nothing lead. All until the top of the fifth inning when Toledo scored their lone run. That was all they held Toledo to scoring, only the top of the fifth inning. However, in the bottom of the sixth inning, Indy struck again. Eight more runs in the bottom of the sixth inning, 13-1, the final for the game. Nick Gonzalez was one for four with four RBIs, but those four RBIs were big. That one hit was big. He had a grand slam in the second inning and really kind of set the tone for the game. Other homers in the game included a two-run shot from Kanan Smith in Jigba and as well as a solo shot from Cal Mitchell. 
I do really like seeing Kanan Smith and Jigba and Cal Mitchell, you know, getting maybe their career AAA players. Who knows? I don't think they are. I was just throwing that out there. But I really like to see them get um, some homers and stuff. I would like to see them maybe make an appearance on the team again. Um, I know I got into it last week about who I think should not be on the team. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Owings. But, yeah, I, I like seeing Kanan Smith and Jigba and Cal Mitchell get the, get the opportunity down there. I wish they could pan out a little bit more. I had high hopes for Kane and Smith and Jigba this season, and I don't. I he started off good, and then I don't quite know where we went wrong. But I like that they're doing good in AAA, helping the Indians uh, become afloat again. Um, and as well as Miguel Andujar, who was DFA'd by the Pirates a couple, you know, weeks ago or so, he added two RBIs, and Triolo and Swaggerty both had one on the day. See, already Travis Swaggerty is back to, you know, um, supplying some RBIs for the team. And Jared Triolo, I really, really want to see up in the majors soon. He is someone that I really just could replace Chris Owings. Whoops. I think Jared Triolo is definitely, I would be so, so, so excited to see him up. Um... We do have a little bit of a stacked infield with Tucapita Marcano and Rodolfo Castro. Um, but I'd rather have him. I'd rather have him. I would rather have him up than Chris Owings to be our backup. So hopefully I will. Um, see him soon because it would be really really fun but moving on to the Altoona curve where you guys know I've been spending most of my time um Altoona they have been hot they have been coming off a really good series um against the yard goats and their bats have just been picking up um they sort of were slowed down tonight but the curve still came away with a 4-3 walk-off win in 10 innings against the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Man, I love minor league names. Oliver Garcia got the win for the curve. He's now 4-1 with a 5.71 ERA on the season. Acosta got the loss, now 2-1 with an 8-10 ERA. Altoona held a 3-0 lead over the Rumble Ponies all game until the top of the ninth when Binghamton scored 3 to send it to the bottom of the ninth. Now, the curve didn't score in the bottom of the ninth, obviously, sending it to extra innings where they got one in the bottom of the tenth to win it on a Connor Scott sacrifice fly. Mason Martin had two RBIs on the night as he had a two-run homer in the sixth inning, and Matt Gorski had a solo shot for his sixth of the season, and as I mentioned, Connor Scott added an RBI on the sacrifice fly to win the game. At the time of me recording this, Bradenton is in the top of the tenth, tied one-to-one with a Tampa. Tampa Tarpons. Giovanni Planchard had the lone RBI for the Marauders. And so far, Tamar Johnson, top prospect, was over four on the night. Uh, Massey started the game for Bradenton, going four innings, allowing three hits, one run, three walks, and four strikeouts. Thebo, Garcia, Harbin, they all combined for five innings of scoreless bullpen work, which is really, really nice and helpful. 
Now, to wrap up the recap, we've got Greensboro, who is coming off a 6-1 to win over the Winston-Salem Dash. Anthony Solomedo got his second win of the season, making him 2-3. and But his record doesn't show very well, but he's got a 2.77 ERA. Just unlucky with the bats, I guess. McCulloch got his only loss of the season for the Dash. Now 0-1 with a 9 ERA, which just tells me he hasn't had a lot of uh, innings. But Sung Che Chang, one of the most underrated prospects that I think we have. He had two RBIs as he went two for four with a two-run homer. Jace Bowen also went deep with a two-run homer, as well as having an, having an unearned run scored. Solomato looked fantastic as he went six innings of scoreless ball, allowing only three hits, two walks, and five strikeouts. I just want to go back and touch on the curve real quick um, because I know I've mentioned this before, but watching a baseball game versus, you know, just hearing about a baseball game is a totally different vibe. Altoona looks really, really sharp on putting the balls in play when there's runners on base. I know that's something the Pirates struggle with, but Altoona looks like they piece together hits very, very well. And I obviously I'm there for a couple games all the time. And I just see just so much that you miss really when you're listening to someone talk about the game like me. So we see a lot more consistency with the piecing together everything. And it's just, um, you know, it's a nice thing to see. Um, I just... The one thing that sticks out to me is the at-bats. We put together quality at-bats for sure. We take a lot of pitches. We take a lot of walks. We take a lot of pitches out of the guy's arms, fouls, everything. And that's something you really miss when you're listening to a recap. The Altoona Curve has really been good at taking uh, at-bats and making them 9, 10, 11 pitch at-bats. So I think it's definitely something to note for the teams. And I'm really, like, happy that I can, you know, being able to see them put that all together is really, really nice. Um, Also, just to throw this out here, because I'm not quite sure. I didn't work the game, but I guess Drew Maggi got suspended for three games from the league I wish I knew more I about know as much as you do I could not find anything on it anywhere so um yeah definitely not sure what happened there uh but next week if I find anything else I'll update you on this pod but right now I am just about in the loop as you are so I think right now it is time to talk about Connor Scott Connor Scott is a criminally underrated prospect that we have. He's a 6'3", 208 left fielder. He extends his body, like, just in the outfield. He's just great defense. And again, I mentioned he had the walk-off sack fly, but can we talk about his Sunday? He had one of his career performances for the curve. He went two for four with six RBIs in the game, including a bases-clearing triple. That game was crazy because they just... The bats were getting shut down, and then all of a sudden they came alive. Connor Scott had the game of his life. He was put all his passion in that game, and he had, drove in six RBIs, which is the final score was 8-2. to two. 
and he had six of the eight runs. That's pretty crazy to me. Um, he's very tall, and like I said, he has also great ABs, just absolute thorough ABs, and it's just it's very exciting to see because I've always been high on Connor Scott because he's just he's got great defense in the outfield, and obviously I know he's only in Double A, so the outfield is very stacked, but I I just really enjoy what I'm seeing from Connor Scott and again the ABs just everything is coming together and I think the curve is just playing really 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 um great baseball Connor Scott has to be on the radar soon I know we're pretty stacked in Triple A um but Connor Scott is he is Definitely one to look out for, I would say. Now, speaking more about curve players, someone who intrigues me is Mason Martin. I love Mason Martin. I've always thought he was going to be really good. He is built. <laughs> if you see Mason Martin now, his arms are pretty much flexed all the time. <laughs> he has arms for days. And he's got natural raw power. However, he just swings and misses like nothing. And he hasn't performed exactly to what everyone expected from him. Is he a bust? Mm, again, you know how I like feel about the word bust. It's way too early to even think about anything being a bust. But again, he hasn't ever panned out and... Again, only in double A, so there's definitely time, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we're getting there. I mean, obviously, he had a two-run homer on Wednesday. However, it's like he obviously has enough power, enough arm strength to get a ball over there, but he becomes a little reckless when he bats, and I think that's his problem. So we're kind of waiting around, seeing maybe he'll turn it around, but who knows? Speaking of somebody who's turning around, last week on the pod, I talked about Jihuan Bay, who was struggling severely, as well as also just making base running blunders. Now, he looks like he's the next best thing. So, has he heard mentions of people wanting to send him down? What happened? Like, I'm not quite sure how to go about this, but... Last week, I mentioned I think Bay should get sent down. This week, man, it's a funny thing how baseball works. It definitely turns your opinion around quickly. This week, keep him up. I mean, I had, obviously, no better options right now besides Jared Triolo, but I'd rather have Jared Triolo saved for to replace Chris Ellings. However, Jihuan Bay is now turning around to look like one of the best prospects we've ever had. I think maybe he had a little bit of time adjusting to the major leagues as it is a different vibe from some of the main minor leagues. But seeing him now, he's putting up solid ABs. He's putting up solid hits. And his base running has severely diminished. Still there a little bit, a little bit. But it has diminished. And I think... I'm not sold, but still, I think that he 
has definitely turned it around for the better because now he's hitting 270, and I think that's obviously way better than what he was. So, that being said, this week, I don't think G-Wall Bay gets sent down or needs to be sent down. Um, don't I, I'm not trying to be a Fairweather fan at all, but I'm just saying maybe even just them talking to him about what he was doing helped. I wasn't saying, oh, let's send him down just to be, like, you know, rude about it. I was just saying maybe he just needs time to, you know, develop there and then kind of work on what he was doing wrong. But it seems they fixed the problem. So that being said, that's really all I have for you today here on Talk the Plank with your Minor League Madness. Uh, This has been Haley Ryan. Make sure you follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod and myself at Haley Ryan with an underscore after Ryan. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and let's go Bucks. 